Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests on the Goodyear Hotline. What a day it is to be alive and to love sports. Happy birthday, Bill Belichick. I've got great stories and a green list in his honor today. Brian Kelly, head coach of Notre Dame today. Orlovsky today as we get set for the draft. Plenty of time for calls. It's a Friday. Let's do it. Here we go. Only one place to start. Happy 69th birthday to the legend Bill Belichick. I have an extremely complicated relationship with Bill Belichick, and I barely know him. The relationship is exclusively one-sided. It is a one-way complicated relationship. My emotions regarding him are extremely complicated. His regarding me are completely irrelevant. I think he knows who I am, and that's about as far as it can go. I think if you asked him, what do you think of Mike Greenberg? He'd say, I know who he is. And that would be about all I think he thinks of me emotionally. So when I say we have a complicated relationship, what I'm really saying is I have a complicated relationship with him because he has he is to me such a larger than life figure. He's so unusual. He's such an unusual person. He's been so disproportionately successful. I mean, you know, sometimes you I, I, I he reminds me in some ways of Michael Vick and Randy Moss. And I'll tell you why. Because football is a place where everyone is a freakish athlete. Everyone is a freakish athlete. To be so special that you are obviously separated from everybody else in that sport is almost impossible to do. So when you put on the tape, or back in the day when you were watching, and you see Michael Vick and you see Randy Moss, and they were just so much more athletically gifted than anyone else who was involved, you think to yourself, that's an outlier. It's not supposed to happen. Well, football coaches, it's the same thing. It is a sport where everything pushes you towards the middle. Everything has forever pushed you towards eight and eight. Now it's either going to be eight and nine or nine and eight, but you know what I mean. And Belichick, for him to do what he's done to be as successful as he's been, it just it's just crazy. And then, of course, he's so unique. He's so socially awkward, and he doesn't talk about anything, and, he doesn't, and no one handles things the way he handles them. And yet, the relationships he has are extraordinary. I mean, you hang out with, you talk to someone like John Bon Jovi or any of these celebrities who he hangs out with, they'll tell you he's the life of the party. I can't picture it. I was once at a party with him. I didn't see it. (laughs) I did not see, you know, the lampshade on the head. But one way or another, and of course, most of these feelings stem from the fact that for one glorious day, he was the HC of the NYJ. (laughs) He was the head coach of the New York Jets until he decided and wrote down on a hastily on a cocktail napkin that he had changed his mind and was leaving. So everything that has happened in New England, I never stopped thinking, could easily have been my team, should have on some level been my team. So it's a complicated relationship. In honor of his birthday, let's hear from him as he also is right now at the center of so much of the discussion around this draft. What will he do? Yesterday, he was talking about the options. You know, at 15, I think we could eliminate a few players that won't be at 15. Uh, and then you could look at a couple scenarios and say, well, if, you know, these three players are there, which one we take? I would say normally something will happen, and, and there could very well be a player there that uh, either you don't expect to be there or – Maybe he is a couple spots, maybe at 12, 13, he's still on the board. And you really thought that he'd be gone in the top six, seven picks. You know, then the question comes, 
you know, do you move up and try to get that player that's fallen a little bit? To be clear, he wasn't asked specifically about quarterback there, but that is Bill basically telling you if one of these guys falls, that's his range. He's not going up to four, but if they start falling in that area, that could be where you could see Belichick and the Patriots strike. Well, let me tell you what's going to happen. It's time for Straight Talk now, okay? Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Gather round, because I'm going to tell you, more importantly, what's not going to happen. Bill Belichick is not going to trade up to take a quarterback in this draft. If Mac Jones should fall all the way to him, maybe Bill does that. Short of that, I don't see it, and I'll tell you why. I think the guy he wants is Jimmy G, and he knows he gets him for much less than it costs to move up in the draft. It might take a year to get there. It might not. Let me play out the scenarios for you. From the moment the 49ers gave up as much as they did to trade up to number three, Jimmy G's days in San Francisco were over. It's just a question of time. It's the same thing as Aaron Rodgers. It's not anywhere near the same caliber of player, but it's the same thing. The 49ers, forget what they say, just look what they do. They told Jimmy Garoppolo, you're not our quarterback anymore. So, what does that mean? It means that the 49ers have a choice to make. And if that choice is what everyone else is telling you it's going to be, Mac Jones, he's going to be ready to start week one. If that happens, I believe Garoppolo is a Patriot before training camp begins. If they do what Vegas is now telling you is likeliest, which is they take Justin Fields, or what I've been telling you all along I think they're going to do, which is take Trey Lance, then maybe they keep Garoppolo for a little while, a shorter period of time, maybe a season, And you go into the Patrick Mahomes way of doing this, which is you let him sit for a year. You let this young uh, player sit for a year and behind Garoppolo and one way or another that way, then Bill is fine that way too. He's got Cam. This is exactly why he's got Cam in his back pocket. Give it a shot. Maybe it works. Maybe it hits. If it doesn't, Garoppolo will still be there. But from the moment, the moment San Francisco made that trade for number three. Jimmy Garoppolo became like a car the minute you drive it off the lot. You're probably aware of this. But when you buy a car, let's say you buy a car that's $40,000. You buy a $40,000 car. Like, uh, I think that's what the Jeep, I don't know. I'm only saying that because that's, uh, uh, Dan Orlovsky made reference to that during a break today. doesn't matter. The point is, you buy a $40,000 car. Just making up a figure. The minute you drive it off the lot, the minute you drive it off the lot, it's worth $20,000. If you just drive it around the block and back and say to the guy, I'll sell this back to you, he'll say, I'll give you 20 grand for it. That's what Jimmy Garoppolo became. Jimmy Garoppolo's value plummeted the minute San Francisco moved on. And there is nothing Bill Belichick loves more than value. The value of Jimmy Garoppolo for multiple picks, first rounders, no, no, not so high. The value of Jimmy G for the same maybe second round pick that they got for him the first time around? Extraordinary. And that, my friends, is what Bill Belichick is going to do. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. The long-term answer to this question is going to be Jimmy G. It's just a question of when it happens. 
The hashtag crew is with me here this morning. We will hear from Bubba. We will hear from Nuno. We will hear from Devin. And right now we will hear from Hembo because you told me, again, Hembo is my vice president in charge of gambling, among other things. You were the first one to alert me to this change in Las Vegas that I think everyone needs to be paying close attention to. Very close attention to. Although I will say this. Remember, when Vegas sets these lines, they're setting these lines to make money themselves. And that isn't to say that they don't have intel, that they don't have information. But it is to say, let's not accept this as the Bible. They're still trying to make money off of you. And <laughs> so just be careful before you, you know, lay your hard-earned money on this stuff or assume that Justin Fields is going to be the pick. But what is the change that they made? They made the change to Justin Fields is now minus 150. He is the favorite to be the third overall pick in the draft, whereas before, Mac Jones was the odds-on favorite. Mac Jones is now at plus 120, and your boy Trey Lance is plus 550. So that's the point here, is that Vegas, who always gets everything right, looked at this situation— looked at Kyle Shanahan flying across the country, not for his health, on Wednesday to Columbus, Ohio, to watch Justin Fields up close and personal and moved the odds substantially. That's not a small move. That's a huge move. Now, yes, they are doing that because they, like everybody else, is a business, and they're doing it in order to try and drum up business. But they don't just do that out of nowhere. So someone somewhere believes Justin Fields is going to be the third pick in this draft. So the intrigue is rich. The plot has thickened as we are 13 days away from the draft. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. Brian Kelly, coach of Notre Dame, on the way. Unsolicited advice for Kevin Durant is on the way. Oh, there's the coach. He comes on live next. Just a moment right here. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Draft in 13 days. This coach will hear the names of several of his players called on the first and second day. Uh, and that is Brian Kelly, the head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who jumps back in with me here. Coach, it's always such a pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this. How are you? I'm doing good, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's, it's always a, a, a pleasure. And, and again, I'm getting set to host this. So I have been studying your players in depth. So let's let's talk to the fans who are going to hear these guys' names called for their teams. And, and I've got three of them right off the top of my head. And the first is the linebacker, Jeremiah Ousu-Koromoa, who is going to go early to mid-first round, um, super fast, you know, almost built like a safety uh, and perfect for the NFL today. For the fans who are going to hear his name on their team, what are they getting? Well, they're getting a guy that is going to make an impact defensively he's a playmaker on defense we hear so many times about playmakers on offense he's a playmaker on defense if you run at him he's going to find the football and get there uh, with a big collision he'll trace he'll trace the ball he'll find the ball if you run away from him Uh, he can play in coverage Uh, he does a little bit of everything he blitzes off the edge so this is a guy if you're looking at defensive coordinators He's a piece that you can plug in in a number of different areas and uh, utilize him as a playmaker on defense. He's a first-round pick for sure. The next name is Liam Eichenberg, who could um, continue what you have going, which is an incredible streak. Every player who has been a left tackle, who has, who has played regularly at left tackle at Notre Dame since you became the coach, has been a first-round pick in the NFL draft, which is amazing. He may project to play the right side at the next level. So for the fans, when they hear, okay, we, we just drafted the lineman from Notre Dame, what are they getting? Well, they're getting a mature, physical, uh, plug-and-play NFL tackle. I probably agree with you. Uh, he's probably a right tackle coming in to start right away in the NFL. So if you're looking uh, on your roster uh, for a tackle, a guy that can plug right in and play for you, uh, Liam's going to be able to do that. And I think uh, has the length, uh, he's got the strength, and he's got the football IQ to come in and play immediately for somebody in the NFL. Greeny, Brian Kelly is with me on the Goodyear hotline helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Now let's tell the fans about someone whose name they may not know as well, Brian, if they don't follow your team closely. But the tight end Tommy Tremble is starting to become, from the people I'm talking to, a really interesting guy, uh, known mostly as a blocker in your offense. But he can he can catch the football. He's super athletic. Uh, for the fans who were going to hear, like day two or even three, we just drafted a tight end named Tommy Tremble. What are they going to get? Well, they're getting a kid that's coming out early uh, that has a ceiling that. I don't know that he even knows or we even know where that's at. He's somebody that's going to run in the 4-5 the, the range. Uh, his physicality is one where I think most teams would look at him right now and say, he's my starting fullback. But he can offer so much more because he's 255 pounds, can play the tight end position, and just enhances what you can do with your roster because obviously he's going to be a great special teams player. But he can catch the football down the field. He can block in line. And you can move him around as an H-back. And again, 
Uh, the versatility that he provides you is outstanding when you talk about value as a pick. All right, so I'm looking forward to that, and we will see where your guys go. I'd love, while I have you here, to ask you just about about two guys that you faced regularly right there. And well, it wasn't your; it isn't normally your conference, but this past year it was your conference in the <laughs> ACC. Let's just start with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's he's basically been anointed as the first pick in this draft since he was in high school. But just to remind everybody, as as you project him to the next level, what are you seeing? Well, I think everybody starts with arm talent, right? I mean, they, they look at the quarterback and talk about size. You know, he's got great size, um, athletic ability. But look, you know, the quarterbacks have to be able to um, have the IQ to play the position as well. So arm talent and then just an incredible football intelligence. He is so smart. Um, and, and when you watch him play the game, um, that's what jumps out at you. Great arm talent and a very smart quarterback. We don't even touch upon the other things. Uh, he's, he's elite in terms of his speed and athleticism, uh, and he's won only you know a couple of championships. So uh, add that to the list of uh, check the box when you're talking about elite quarterbacks. Absolutely. And, and then I just wanted to ask you, if you don't mind, about his teammate Travis Etienne. And I ask at least in part because a lot of the mock drafts have him going at the beginning of the second round of the New York Jets. And so all of my Jet fan friends are, are asking me about him. You had to defend him. Um, they're very versatile. Caught the ball out of the backfield a little more this year. Give me a quick thumbnail on him if you could. I uh, like his unselfishness as a player, first of all. Um, you know, here's a guy who comes back uh, when he could have left uh, because he wanted to be part of a championship team again. Um, so you love that right away as a running back, that he's not going to be a selfish guy. But he's got elite speed, can catch the ball coming out of the backfield. I think that's the guy that when people are looking at the running back today, he's got the versatility. He's got toughness uh, when it comes to pass blocking. He's uh, if, if you can get him in the second round, that's 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 quite a get for, for any NFL team. It's possible. Yeah. The, the two running backs at the top of this draft are Najee Harris from Alabama and ETN, and they both will go somewhere in that late first, early second kind of range. Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. I, I always so appreciate this one more quickly. Um, I saw the yeah. change this week. I wanted to get your perspective where the NCAA is, is, has, I mean, to word this exactly right, they have approved that all players now will be able to transfer without having to sit out a season, as has been the case for a very long time. As a longtime coach yourself, what is your reaction to that change? Yeah, I, I think it was, uh, you know, something that we knew was coming. Uh, I, I believe it's the right decision to be made. I think the NCAA is reacting a little bit to COVID to give them the immediacy I think you'll see things down the road, uh, Mike, that that maybe tightens it up a little bit relative to academics. But it's the right decision to give these guys the opportunity to transfer uh, and not have to sit out uh, during that transfer year. I I totally agree as well. You know, I had Dan Mullen on this show last week and he he was talking about the very fine line that we walk with this transfer portal. And it really struck me because. I'm always a person who was, and again, I'm, I'm the parent. This fall, I'll be the parent of two college students. Neither one of them are varsity athletes because I'm their father. Um, but, <laughs> but, 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 you know, if they're unhappy, if it doesn't seem like the right fit, I want them to be able to transfer and not have, there's no earthly reason why they shouldn't. And I feel the same way about athletes. And then Dan said something that it made me think about it a little differently, where he said, you know, sometimes in life you need things to be a little hard. And his fear is that, the minute things get a little hard, 
for athletes, people might have an, a, a more immediate inclination to sort of just throw themselves into a transfer portal here rather than trying to do something hard, which is a valuable lesson going forward. And it did sort of make me look at it a little differently. I just wonder your perspective on, on that lesson and that conversation. My rebuttal would be that um, they're not transferring from Notre Dame or Northwestern um, just because they didn't get on the field. They're making a decision to go to Northwestern or Stanford or Duke or Notre Dame or some of the schools that, you know, obviously are going to provide them uh, a degree well past football. So if it's just about football, uh, yeah, I can see that argument. But, but, you know, the kids that we're recruiting to Notre Dame or Stanford or Northwestern, they're making a decision that is both balanced with football and academics. Mm, that's another interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's just sometimes you look at, you know, people say things and you have to be open-minded and see things a little differently. Anyway, I always appreciate catching up, Brian. Thank you. Good luck to all your guys in, in a couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to it, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Okay, take care, Mike. Have a great day. You too. As Brian Kelly, coach of Notre Dame, he really does have some good players. Um, You know, that kid, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, with the way football is going right now, he's going to be, I think he's a stud. I think he could be a great player. You watch him play, he is like a missile. I mean, he, he is so incredibly fast on the field. Again, he's built more like a, what I would always think of traditionally as a safety, but he plays the linebacker position. All right, Greeny with you. The NBA's on ESPN Radio. Tune in tomorrow night. Celtics Warriors. It's presented by Indeed. Coverage starts 8 Eastern on most of these ESPN radio stations. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, we open today by telling you that it is Bill Belichick's birthday, his 69th birthday, and he is... An icon. What can you say? He's an American legend. Love him, hate him, whatever it may be. So today for the Green List, we have put together five amazing but true facts about Bill Belichick. Number five. This is one is strange but true. Since his first national title at Alabama in 2009, Nick Saban and his old boss, Bill Belichick, have combined to win nine championships but never in the same season. It's almost impossible to believe that in the course of 12 years, they've won nine between them, but it has never been in the same year. So it's maybe it's Bill's turn now. Saban won in January. Maybe Bill will be next. That's fine. Number four. At four, dating back to his days on the staff with the Giants, Bill Belichick's teams have reached the conference championship weekend 17 times in the last 35 seasons. Just think about that. Even I can tell that's very close to 50%. What actually is it, Embo? 17 out of 35. It's, it's, 40, it's, a high, it's, it's a 40 with a high number on the back end of it. 17 of the last 35 years, wherever Bill Belichick was working, that team was in the final four. Yeah, 48.5% of the 48 time. 48.5% of the time. It's <laughs> ludicrous. Number three. Number three. Bill Belichick became the Patriots head coach in the year 2000. Since then, other AFC East teams have combined to have 25 head coaches. Three teams. That includes Robert Sala, who will be new in the division this year. So since Belichick got there, there have been 25 head coaches on the other three teams in his division. Belichick is the green list today. Number two. Number two. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady won 30 playoff games together. Now, you know that's the most by a coach-quarterback tandem. Do you want to hear... How wide the margin is? Again, Belichick and Brady won 30 together. Next on the list are Chuck Knoll and Terry Bradshaw, and then Tom Landry and Roger Staubach. They're second and third on the list. 
If you add up their totals, they combined for 25. So they combined, Nolan Bradshaw, Landry, and Starback combined to win 25 playoff games together. Belichick and Brady themselves won 30. It's impossible. Number one. But so is this. Bill Belichick is 144 games over 500 for his career, which means he could lose every game from now until week eight of the 2029 season and still have a winning record. 0-17 all these years in a row, and he would still have a winning record, and that is today. Green list in honor of Bill Belichick's 69th Birthday Again, I opened the show by saying I have a very complicated relationship with Belichick, and it is exclusively one way. My feelings for him are very complicated. His feelings for me are, I think I know who that is. <laughs> so I, I just want to make it very clear that in case you should run into Belichick and say, so I understand you have a complicated relationship with Greeny. I don't want you to get that kind of the look he's going to give you, which is, are we talking about the same guy? Because I don't know that he would necessarily see it that way. This is a perfect opportunity for you to try some active listening. Unsolicited advice. All right, unsolicited advice. And for today's unsolicited advice... I want to bring the one and only Bubba into the conversation. Hashtag Bubba, our disheveled board operator, because Bubba has done a great many things. He's a, he's a very accomplished man. And one of the things that many people may not know is that you have written several books on the subject of etiquette. And it is in that context, in that expertise here that I call on you. So good morning, Bubba. Yep. Okay. So again, with your, your extraordinary knowledge of etiquette, I'm going to work my way up into this. So, did you ever see Hamilton? Have you guys been lucky enough to see Hamilton? Uh, Hamilton, the musical on Broadway, Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's the, the single greatest thing I've ever seen anywhere. And it's available on Disney Plus if you want to watch it. And very famously in Hamilton, Aaron Burr says, talk less, smile more. Now, that doesn't turn out to be great advice because, you know, he's a villain and he winds up killing Hamilton. But that's neither here nor spoiler there. Spoiler alert. Spo- <laughs> spoiler alert. This only happened 250 years ago. Aaron Burr shot Alexander Hamilton to death in Weehawken, New Jersey. But anyway, he says, talk less, smile more. I would like to amend this. How about tweet less, score more? Here comes the stat of the century. Kevin Durant has more tweets then he has career points. Kevin Durant, who might be the greatest scorer I've ever seen. I've been watching the game my whole life. I could take it back to the mid-70s. The best scorers in the NBA then were obviously the centers, Jabbar, and, and some of the other, Rick Barry, Elvin, Elvin Hayes, anyway, Jerry West, anyone you want to name. Kevin Durant, in my opinion, is the best pure scorer of the basketball that ever lived. He has scored 23,561 career points. He has tweeted 24,200 times. It's impossible. Look at his feed, by the way. When this is brought to my attention, I looked at his feed. He replies to everything. Everything. Honestly, I need advice from him. And that advice is on time management. How does he have this much time in his day? I can't get anything done. I cannot get anything done. I have a list of things to do that has been sitting there in my phone for weeks because I don't have time to get to it. He has time to respond to literally everything that gets tweeted at him. So I wonder, how do people react to these interactions 
Like, if you tweet something at Kevin Durant and he responds, do you run around showing that to everyone? That's my question, Bubba. Because, again, you have written several books on the subject of etiquette. What is the appropriate way for a person who is not famous to react when Kevin Durant responds, be it favorably or not so, to one of their tweets? Uh, The appropriate way is to handle it with class and just go about your day and not tell anyone. Not tell anyone. So if you were to tweet something at Kevin Durant and he were to reply, which, by the way, he would, because that seems to be what he does. Yeah. You would not show it to everyone. You would not come in the following day and say, hey, everybody, look at this. Kevin Durant tweeted it. Well, if you're talking about what is the proper etiquette, I'm saying that's the appropriate thing to do. Correct. What most people do is they immediately tweet it out, retweet it, tell everyone, show everyone, hey, look what I did. Look what I did. Look what I did. Look what I did. But, you know. If they read my book, they would not do that. Okay, that's fair enough. You should read that. It is, again, it is very simple. It's Etiquette by Bubba. That's the whole thing. The title of the book is Etiquette, and the author is Bubba. Everyone needs to be, look at me, look at me, look at me. I tweeted at Duran. He responded. Of course he responded. It's all he does. Move about your day. (laughs) That's, That's the point. People get very excited when they have these interactions. It used to be we lived in a world where you would have to actually encounter a celebrity in the street or something like that. In order to to have that now, the interaction is so much easier. Has it cheapened it for you, Bubba? I, I guess I would ask that question. Who, Bubba, of all the people in the world, of all the celebrities in the world, who would be the one you would be most excited to have an interaction of any sort with? Anyone in the world, and any doesn't have to be sports. Hmm. Hmm. It's a good question, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's hard. It's hard. Let to me say. give you a minute to think. I'm going to give the whole hashtag crew that question. Uh, the NBA is on ESPN Radio, by the way. Sunday, Knicks Pelicans presented by Indeed, 12:30 Eastern on most of these ESPN radio stations. I snuck that in adroitly so you had time to think about it. Because for my kids, it has actually worked out that way. I was able to introduce my daughter to Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift came here to our studio at the seaport where Hembo and I are sitting right now. And I was able to bring my daughter to meet her. And I mean, I'm just a made man now for the rest of my life. I can do no wrong. What more could you do than that? She was out of her mind. I was able to introduce my son to Steph Curry. My son, Stephen, met Steph Curry. My son, Stephen, was a basketball player all that time. He was a shooter. That was all he did. My son never saw a shot he didn't think he was going to make. And some might call him a chucker. (laughs) Um, But he idolized Steph Curry, still does, still his favorite player. So when I introduced him to Steph Curry, all good. So now, I'll look at you, Hembo. Of all the celebrities in the whole world, any field, who would be the one you'd be the most excited to have an interaction with? Cal Ripken Jr. You know that already. But you've done it. You met him and also through me. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I mean, I, I, look at me. I'm getting this done here. I got Taylor Swift. I got Steph Curry. I got Cal Ripken. You did. You, not only did you meet Cal Ripken, you had a catch with him. It was a whole show. We, we, we had a catch right here, right behind us, right on, on this little sidewalk here. We did a get-up bump. It was glorious. I was wearing a uniform that he himself autographed. Yeah. Can't, I mean, you can't do any better than All that. right. So Hembo, who is a baseball geek, met Cal Ripken Jr. Back to Bubba if we can. Again, a man of, of so many interests and talents. Of all the celebrities in the world, who would you be most excited I'm, to have an interaction with? I'm having a tough one here. I'm, I'm not really a big celebrity guy it, it, it doesn't do much for me especially being a fellow talent celebrity it honestly does not do much for me i mean i guess i, I talked to him similarly like you through mike and mike i talked to piazza i guess meeting mike piazza would be great okay that one I'll there go you mike go. Piazza. when did you talk to him was on the phone or on, was he no it, on mike and mike when you had it when, when he got elected to the hall of fame we had him on mike and mike right and you made me 
ask him a question, but oh, I, that's right. I thanked him instead, and you guys mocked me. Okay. <laughs> yes, that is what happened. That's right. I remember that now. Because it is a violation of your own rule of etiquette. If you would, yeah. I mean, you wrote that again, chapter eight. I remember it. It's page 47 or 48 of that book, which is if you get the opportunity to meet your, your idol, don't thank them for what they did. So you violated your own rule. Devin, open up a microphone. Oh, if you could God. meet any celebrity God. in the world, which oh, one would no. you pick? Without a doubt, Hall of Famer Eli Manning, my favorite quarterback of all time. I feel like we could make that happen. <laughs> like, I don't feel like that would be that hard to do. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we could make that happen. But okay, I respect it. You're a Giant fan. You love it. Last but not least, Nuno Teixeira, the producer of this program. Nuno, if you could have an encounter with any celebrity, who would you choose? Olivia Munn. <laughs> I mean, I come on. Can, I respect it. Can, come on, let's it. do this. Why? What are we fooling around here for? Just say it. That's who you want to meet. She's beautiful. You love her. I'm good. I'm good with it. I met the other Olivia. Uh, who's the other famous woman named uh, Olivia? Olivia? Olivia Wilde. Wild. When I did uh, a Kelly Ripa show the first time, I hosted that show with her three times. The first one, one of the guests was Olivia Wilde. I have a picture on the wall of my house of me sitting between Kelly Ripka and Olivia. Uh, Kelly Ripa. Uh, you got me <laughs> flustered. I mean, you just took Nuno's answer and turned it into a story about yourself. Well, Come on. I, Come no on. one can do that better than I can do that. I view life exclusively through the prism of how these things affect me. You know what? <laughs> and in so doing, I'm changing the topic of the phone calls. That is now going to become the phone call topic. We didn't plan this, but I like it. So call us up right now, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If you could choose any famous person... Ideally in sports, but if you want to go outside sports, we'll live with it. It's a Friday. Who would you choose to meet and why? 888-729-3776. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Grainy with you on ESPN Radio as we roll along, and we're coming to your calls here in just a moment. I want to mention that we still have coming, and I'm sorry, what from the world of football that might just break your heart. We'll talk about Trevor Lawrence, what he said, and why it's so important, and Dan Orlowski will join us live, as always, on the Goodyear Hotline. But right now, we just sort of stumbled upon this topic, and I like it. If you could have an encounter with any celebrity, if you could just meet anyone, and mostly I'd love these to come from the world of sports, but if it's not, so be it. 888-SAY-ESPN. Who would you most love to meet and why? 888-SAY-ESPN. Phones are ringing off the hook. Bubba, who's first up? We got Pat. All right, Pat, who would you most like to meet? 
Greeny, for me, it would be Mariano Rivera. This guy was like my hero growing up. I'm 24 years old. I remember saying back in the old Yankee Stadium, listening to Enter Salmon as a kid, and it just hit different. Um, I grew up idolizing him, and you just knew the game was over. I was at his last All-Star game at uh, City Field. And, you know, this guy is just amazing to me. That's a great one. Absolutely great one. One of my best friends lobbied with his wife like crazy to name their son Mariano and lost. <laughs> he didn't get to do it. Eduardo, you know, he's married He's married to Chris McKendry. I don't think she'll mind my saying okay. that. The Sports Center anchor now hosts all of our tennis. Their fa- our families are very close. Their son is named Eduardo, which is his dad's name as well. He's my son's best friend. His own father wanted to name him Mariano, as opposed to his own name. <laughs> and he, he lost that argument one to one, in the same way that I wanted to name Stephen Chadwick Lavernia Santana Greenberg. So we don't always get what we want. Uh, Baba, who is next? Uh, Trayvon. All right, Trayvon. Who, what celebrity would you most like to meet? I don't want to. First of all, I love the show. Thanks for having Thank me you. on. Um, I don't want to sound cliche, but Michael Jordan, yeah, hands down. It's an easy one. I mean, it's probably the most popular one. If, if we were, however many people are listening to us right now in this conversation, let's say, I don't know, 20, 25 million people listening right now, which I think is a fair estimate. Of those, if we were to like do a, a percentage of them, would you say Michael Jordan would be the most common answer? Probably. Tiger Woods would be another, I think, that would be very high on that list, but Michael Jordan probably We were in, in, in Florida and I was in a restaurant with my wife and her sister, both born and raised in Chicago. Stace had never met Jordan. I, you know, covered him for years, but I, it's not like we're friends. We don't like keep no. in touch. But he walks in, and he sees me. And to my everlasting delight, he came over and gave me a bear hug, which completely solidified in front of my wife that I do actually know him. <laughs> My wife was reduced to being a a blathering fool. <laughs> she had That's tremendous. She had no words. She had no she and her sister both <laughs> were speechless meeting Michael Jordan. They were so overwhelmed and so thrilled and it was great. Uh Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Who's next, Bubba? Next is Alex. Alex, which celebrity would you most like to meet? Hey Greeny, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I think if I could go as far back as I can remember, I always thought Stone Cold Steve Austin was the coolest man that ever lived. <laughs> so I, so I think I'm going to have to roll with him. I love that. Stone Cold Steve Austin is a good choice. That's another one we might be able to make happen. Like, I don't know that that would be that hard to do. I mean, we could probably create something like that. It doesn't go back as far as my earliest days of loving wrestling, but that's a good one. All right, let me get one more in here, Bubba. Who we got left? We have Max. All right, Max, give me a celebrity. Who would you most like to meet? Yeah, what's up? I love, love sports, but who provides the most entertainment to me, not even a question, would be Paul McCartney. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, listen, what can I say? I'm speechless. I mean, if you were to do music, Paul McCartney, I, he would be number one, I think. Um, I saw him at the Garden. I've seen him in concert twice, uh, and he's unbelievable. When I saw him, it was he was 76. He's probably 79 now. When I saw him, he was 76 years old, played for two and a half hours, and had more energy at the end of it than I did. He had more left in the tank at the age of 76 than I did never at the end him, of that show. I've never met him, no. I would give anything to meet Sir Paul. Well, Devin needs to make that happen. Yeah, Devin, I need you to get a hold of Sir Paul. I would like to meet Sir Paul McCartney. Done. I, I did once. <laughs> I met Paul Simon. I've got a good story about okay. that. Uh, and that would have been very high on the list as well. All right, this was good. Let's do a few more of these a little bit later. It's a good topic, and most of them came from sports, so that worked out well. Coming up next, a legend speaks what he said might break your heart, but it's true.
That's next. Greeny, the podcast. 